You're listening to the Get Clitorate Podcast, a space dedicated to the female experience. I'm your host, holistic health practitioner and women's sexual health expert, Callie Shea. Okay, it has probably been six plus months. And actually, I know it has. I take that back. It has been over six months since I have recorded an episode of Get Clitorate Solo. The last one had to have been early summer of 2020, I think. So I am very happy to be back. I am very happy to be recording this episode. We have a great topic today that is pretty education heavy and I'm excited to get into it. But I think I forgot how funny it is to sit in my office by myself, blabbering on into my microphone while staring at all the random items that have accumulated on my desk over the past day, week, whatever. So just to give you an example, right now I am looking at a glass dildo, a cock ring, a bunch of mugs and cups, because who doesn't have a bunch of mugs and cups on their desk? Um, a bunch of sticky notes everywhere, a book on meditation, a book on manifestation, and all is feeling right in the world. As I am sitting here recording this solo episode, chatting with you, staring at my cock ring, it just feels like everything's good. The vibes are immaculate, and I am ready to talk about inflammation. So, The big thing that I want to start with is dispelling the idea that inflammation is all bad. I think that inflammation is a really big buzzword and people get really stressed about it because we are told that inflammation is terrible and you have to manage inflammation. And while that can be true, inflammation is also incredibly necessary to our health and well-being. Inflammation is the body's response to cellular injury. So we absolutely have to have that. It is also considered to be the root cause of nearly every health issue. So you've got both sides of it. Inflammation can be good because an inflammatory response is what communicates to the body that we need to heal. The inflammatory response is what happens when tissues are injured by things like bacteria, trauma, toxins, heat, or anything else. And imagine if we did not have that. For example, if I got a gash in my arm and there was no trigger in my system, to tell my body that I needed to heal that area. So you can see how necessary this function is. We absolutely have to have inflammation. So when it comes to how all of this works, the damaged cells on an injury site are going to release chemicals that let our body know we're experiencing an injury or some sort of damage and that it needs to be addressed. So ideally we have to have inflammation. We want it to happen. What we don't want is for it to happen chronically. Acute inflammation is going to happen in the short term. It's going to flare up and then it's eventually going to go away. Chronic inflammation, on the other hand, can last for months or even years if the cause goes unaddressed. So when we have inflammation on a chronic level, it can add up and wear on the body over time and suppress the immune system. It can cause gut dysbiosis. It can make it hard for the body to detox well and can create ongoing health issues. Some things that can contribute to chronic inflammation could be ongoing toxin exposure and toxin buildup stress, and this could be emotional or physical stress, lack of sleep. This is so huge. Eating foods we're sensitive to, hormonal birth control. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before. Unaddressed illnesses or diseases, injuries, things like that. And then gut health. And gut and inflammation are so intimately connected. When we have a compromised gut, that can cause inflammation in the body. When we have inflammation in the body, that can cause a compromised gut. And it really works in a cycle. So whenever I'm talking about inflammation, I'm also going to bring in gut health because they impact each other so much that we have to address both. I cannot address inflammation without supporting the gut. I cannot uh, support the gut without addressing inflammation. 
the goal here is not to necessarily create a lifestyle that is void of inflammatory triggers because it isn't possible, right? We are always going to live in a world that there are going to be inflammatory triggers. We are going to miss sleep occasionally. We are going to be exposed to toxins, whatever that is. But we do want to remove some of the bigger ones that we have control over and do our best to live a quote unquote low inflammatory lifestyle. For most people, that is going to be optimal. So at this point, you may be like, hey, girly, what does a low inflammatory lifestyle look like then? I got you covered. It's going to be things like consistent sleep, healthy bowel movements, gut supportive foods, supporting healthy detoxification and ongoing stress management. Those are really the pillars of the work that I do with clients. Those are the main things that I like to address. And nutrition always comes up in this conversation because if you go on Google and you type in uh, lowering inflammation or how do I minimize inflammation or chronic inflammation, what you are going to come across immediately is a long list of off-limit foods. It's going to include things like alcohol, sugar, gluten, even fats are sometimes listed as inflammatory foods. But here's the deal, and I really, if you take nothing else away from this podcast episode, this is what I want you to remember. An unhealthy system is probably going to struggle with other sources of inflammation. And by that, I mean, if I am not sleeping well, if I am not nourishing my body, if I am constantly exposed to various levels of toxins, if I'm on hormonal birth control, it is probably going to start to pile up in my system and contribute to a lot of inflammation in the body. But if I am taking care of myself, if I am nourishing my body while sleeping, pooping daily, all the good stuff, I am likely going to be able to handle small amounts of inflammation, small sources of inflammation, whether it's a food, whether it's I miss a couple of nights of sleep, whether it's I have a funky stress day, whatever that is, it is not going to impact me in the same way. And this is a huge pillar of my work because I find that so many diets, lifestyles, healthy wellness things are so restrictive and make it sound like we have to live. I feel like I'm like getting heated like a little bit. I'm sweating a little bit. I am getting fired up about this topic because I think that we are taught that we have to be so restrictive and that our bodies are so fragile and that we can't handle anything. And I just simply don't believe that to be true. And so that's not to say that I don't prioritize eliminating chemicals. I am very mindful of food additives. I do my best to avoid artificial sugars. Like you're not going to catch me over here drinking a Diet Coke or consuming MSG or aspartame. Like those things are not on my list. I try to limit my processed sugar intake, but I'm also not going to skip out on a dessert when my fiance and I go out to dinner. And you know that's got sugar in it and I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it. So like I said, it isn't about creating an environment void of inflammation. It's not about creating this like perfect, healthy, wonderful lifestyle. It is about addressing main sources, healing root causes, and supporting the system so that it can handle sources of inflammation. Now, this is going to apply differently if you have an inflammatory illness, an autoimmune disease. You may have to be more mindful, especially in the healing phases. Even if you've got hormone imbalances, PCOS, anything like that, when we are in the healing stages, when we have active flare-ups, we are likely going to have to be more mindful of inflammation. We're probably going to have to be a little more strict. That does not mean that that is necessarily your forever. Depending on your current body, your system, that sort of thing, I'm speaking generally. I don't want to say like, oh, everyone can live XYZ way or everyone has to do XYZ thing. Um, it is something that you're going to want to be mindful of during the healing stages. But the goal would be to get to a place where your body is supported, your body is healthy, and it can handle sources of inflammation. 
If you're interested in reducing inflammation because you're struggling with symptoms of inflammation, the first place to start is to assess your lifestyle and pick one or two things to work on. Do not listen to this episode and be like, oh my God, I have to sleep and poop and manage stress and, 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 or else I'm going to end up with a fucked up gut and an inflammatory illness. That is not at all what I want you to get from this. It's not at all what I'm saying. I want to create some awareness that your lifestyle impacts your well-being and it is important to start addressing your health holistically. That is my point here. That is my goal of this episode and really just to talk about inflammation from a different perspective because like I said, I think it gets damned a lot and I think it becomes very stressful and it doesn't necessarily have to feel that way. So there we have it. That is today's episode on inflammation and I think the the big points here is that you got to hear me talk about a cock ring. You got to listen to me get a little heated. And we got to talk about something about gut and hormone health, which honestly feels very well-rounded to me. I hope that I enlightened you around this topic. If you have any questions, feel free to let us know. Check out the Get Clitter Instagram. And I would really love you forever if you left a review of the pod. It really helps support us and just boost things and other people find episodes. So if you can pop in and do that on the Apple Podcast um, page, that would be super helpful and I will be forever grateful. I will see you guys next week. Talk to you guys next week, whatever. You know what I mean? And yeah, peace out. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Get Clitterate Podcast. We release a new episode every single week. So go ahead and hit subscribe. We'd love for you to leave us a review and let us know what you think of the show. You can learn more about myself, your host, Callie Shea, by visiting my website, CallieShea.com, or by visiting my Instagram, at Callie Shea. If you want to stay in the loop with what's happening on the podcast, you can follow at Get Clitterate on Instagram.